What's up, everybody? It's Bo here with the finale of House of the Dragon. That's right. House of the Dragon TV talk, if you will. Sorry this is coming in late. I know this has been like a theme lately. Whenever the finale of one of these series comes out, I tend to be undisposed for a while. Indisposed? I don't know. One of those two things. Wow. What a finale. Okay. All right. All right. So much to talk about here. I, let me just go ahead and get this one out of the way. So, man, the... Ooh, Mm, the miscarriage scene that I mean, this show continues to really lean into some intensely traumatic imagery, and it is not for everybody. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now without going into too much personal detail. That scene in particular, I found I couldn't watch it. I just I really I couldn't watch it. It was rough. It was very, very rough. But at the same time, I can acknowledge like like what they're doing in this scene. Now, obviously, I, I was familiar with this scene from the books. I, I say obviously. I've been trying to stay spoiler-free, and it's it's just not worked. I knew pretty much everything that was going to happen this episode, but still, as it's playing out, you really, you, you just, you're almost kind of screaming at, at, at your screen the entire time. But of course, word does come from Rhaenyra. She knows that she has been usurped and thus now has to figure out what she's going to do about it. Her uncle husband is like, hey, let's go burn them all. And she's like, you know what? Let's think about it first, because if we do that, we could destroy everything. It's actually really fascinating because we're looking at dragons as essentially atomic bombs. Like we're talking about nuclear warfare when we talk about entering into a dragon on dragon fight. As we come to learn in this episode, that is basically what the doom of old Valeria was all about. It's when dragons start fighting each other, everything, you know, falls apart. And we even see that to some extent at the end of this episode, right? Like on the one hand, you can think, well, okay, this was two dragons fighting each other. It wasn't that destructive. One of them ate the other one. Sure. But let's look beyond just that, right? Because on the one hand, yes, it was a you know, relatively clean dragon on dragon fight in the sense that nothing else got destroyed other than, you know, a kid. But what was really hinted at in this scene is that both dragon riders completely lost control of their dragons. That was not supposed to go down like that at all. And on top of that, the way in which the Targaryens, Valerian or otherwise, there's a almost like a spiritual, like a psychological, like a mental, emotional connection that exists between the dragon and the dragon rider. Part of the reason they're able to do so is because of the bond that exists there. It allows for them to command this massive beast. But it also means that the dragon is tied specifically into the emotional state of the rider. So regardless of what your head is doing, what your heart or what like your adrenaline is wanting to happen might actually control the dragon more so than what you're trying to literally command it with your mind and words, right? The dragon ain't hearing that because it's feeling the energy that's coming off of you. The danger is more so that, you know, there's going to be a lot of like, you know, friendly fire or crossfire, what what have you. It's that once we go into war with each other, especially with our dragons, we will get to a place where we can no longer control our dragons. And when we can no longer control our dragons, we've lost everything. Everybody loses everything. And also, you know, the world burns in the process. It's nuclear warfare. That's that. That's, you know, I, I think it's very timely, all things considered, that we're actually getting this story right now. But I want to talk about Rhaenyra's whole philosophy here. So I definitely appreciate the moral high ground that she's trying to take. Yes, like if I'm supposed to be the defender of the kingdoms, not 
setting us on a path to war or not playing into the path to war would do exactly that. The Greens are clearly making these political moves for like self-promotion and self-gain and kind of getting all the power. But at the same time, you know, her kids are my siblings. They also have a claim to this throne once I'm dead, theoretically. Who knows? I mean, it depends on how she wanted to structure things. And it's not like they're crazy. I mean, we still don't really know what's up with Aegon, but we like, for the most part, it's not like there's like literally an evil king on the throne that at least she knows of at this point. So why not just acknowledge the fact that the Greens literally stole the throne, but, you know, possession is nine-tenths, perhaps, in this world. Peace out, call it a day, we don't go to war, and, you know, she, yeah, ego and pride are hurt, but hey, we don't have a civil war. Here's the problem with this. (laughs) Here's the problem with this. Her philosophy is not just that. It's also that if we're going to go to war, I won't be the one to draw first blood. Dumb, bad, stupid, I understand the moral high ground, but the first blood has already been drawn. Like they literally took your stuff. They took your chair, Renera. Okay. And on top of that, in order to claim it and to hold it, they're going to go, you know, that they are going to kill you. They're going to kill your kids. They're going to kill your, uh, your kids spouses, which is your cousins, I think. Cause it's the son of your husband, uncle, right? Anyway, point is you're all going to die. Like they, one way or the other, they are going to come for you and they are going to come for your kids. The only way to stop that from happening is war or self-sacrifice, which I would not recommend in this situation. War bad, but they were already the ones that started it. Waiting around for them to kill one of y'all to get things going is asking for, well, it's asking for exactly how this episode ended. So it's interesting. It was fun. It was really fun watching this episode, you know, about from the midway point on for that reason. Like, I felt like I was kind of shouting like at a sports you know, at a sports ball game or something like that. Because it's just, you know, you see the plays as they're coming together and you, you know, yes, did I know that the kids were going to get in a fight with the dragons? Yeah, okay, that was spoiled for me, which is unfortunate. But I wasn't even thinking about it from that standpoint. It's literally just the 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 strategy that has come into all of this. I loved, by the way, the way that the sea snake, like, I think... I don't know about you, but like, I totally have not been thinking about the fact that, that, you know, his brother was literally like killed off in court. I think that whole last episode with the greens coming in and Uzzin, uh, Uzzin? <laughs> Uzzin. I'm telling you what, man, these, these, uh, uh, these family relations, you know, aunt cousin, aunt cousin, right? Aunt cousin is over here with her dragon and then she blows up and she flies off cause she got locked up and you're thinking this is a no brainer. She's clearly going to be on the side of Renera. And then it's like, Oh, that's right. She thinks you killed her son, and then also you definitely killed his brother, so this is not as clear and cut and dry as all that. Nice to see that they all came together and, and everything else. Ultimately, it's, it's really interesting because we're really put, I think, as an audience in the position to see Renera, despite the fact that like her and Damon are like, you know, not the best people, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're not great, but at the same time... I mean, they like they didn't murder, you know, her ex-husband, but they did murder somebody to like cover her ex-husband's like getaway. You know what I mean? Like it's it's still bad. <laughs> it doesn't make it okay that it's not a main character. Like she's not Danny season one. You know what I mean? Like that's not her. Like she's clearly a complex, complicated character who is not necessarily a hero. But we are kind of positioning her to be the protagonist, right? I I get the sense that we're supposed to be pulling for them. And at the same time, the Greens are really being set up as the antagonist. Otto is clearly like, you know, manipulating the system and has been kind of this whole side grasp for power for the last several decades. Those kids are just not right. I mean, they're just, they're just not right. 
Although I will say it was kind of nice to see a bit of maybe shock. I don't know that we... Hmm. I need to go back and watch the scene, but when vampire pirate brother cousin, when he was like accidentally killed the strong boy, I'm wondering, like, he didn't seem to... Like, it was clearly not intentional, but it did happen. I'm really looking forward to seeing and unpacking, like, what the... Like, how he actually feels about that. It wasn't intentional, but it has happened. And I'm very curious to see how it all comes together. All right, I want to talk about uh, something I've been kind of saving, I think, as kind of like a season and review kind of thought here. Throughout every single one of these minis, I've been talking about the fact that with the recasting of all of these different actors and actresses throughout the ages, it's been a little difficult to connect with different folks here and there. I think they actually have gracefully gotten us to a place where that is no longer as challenging as it was. The big thing that I've really struggled with is really Damon more than anybody else, because it seems like of everybody in his age bracket, like a lot of those people aged up significantly and he kind of stayed the same, same true with cousin aunt as well. She's pretty much exactly the same age throughout. And I mean, to some extent, I guess it's fine if the idea is like maybe Targaryens, they're a little different, right? So maybe they don't, you know, maybe, maybe Targaryens don't age except for the fact that we do see that they age and seeing Vis uh, Viserys in particular, like crumble around them was, I don't know. It was odd. So I think that was a challenge this season. It was a choice. It was a bold choice. I don't know if it was a good choice or not, but it was a choice and it's now done. We've got the cast. We've got the characters going forward. This really was a prequel to the dance of the dragons. And this episode really kicks off really what House of the Dragon is going to be all about. I'm looking forward to it. I think overall the season was extremely successful in the story they were trying to tell. It was extremely brutal, extremely graphic at times, but not necessarily in like an exploitative type of way. I think it, like the grittiness, you feel the grittiness of this world and maybe even more so in this than we got from Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones always had kind of that HBO-esque exploitative type of, I don't know, feel vibe going on from time to time. That hadn't been the case here. Like it's just, it's just been real and raw and fantastic to be honest. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with season two. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Who are you cheering for? Are you team black? Are you team green? You know, which, which dragon are you pulling for when it's all said and done? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe y'all see the greens as the protagonists and the blacks are actually supposed to be the antagonists. I don't think that's the case, but you tell me what you're thinking. You can, of course, uh, head over to tvtalk.fm for all of our contact information and more there. Hey, by the way, don't forget, right now we have uh, launched our Kickstarter for The Pirate's Daughter. Head over to findeversale.com where you can support us. Y'all, we need your help. Without you, that show is not going to happen. So head over to findeversale.com, learn more about the project, see if it's something that you're interested in, and if so, please consider supporting us. That's going to do it for me for today, but don't worry. I'll be back in a flash. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.